There you go. That was a little bit different. Ugh. That, you know, sometimes you want to change things up. He, he invested in that one. That's right. New year, new scream. Yeah. New scream. <laughs> what would you call that? Is that a note? That is a new scream. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't call that a note. That's, a note. That's generous. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. Hi. Yeah, I don't sing on Sundays for a reason. That's very mm. true. Me neither. Mm. Jordan, can I you I did sing? love the one time, no. <laughs> I did love the one time Aaron McAvoy sang on yes. stage, and everybody thought it was Scott. <laughs> yeah, and actually, if Eddie Merrill... And I always, I never forget it. Eddie Merrill sang one time, did a worship song. And after we had the same Columbia shirt on. Oh, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. I'm sorry. Yeah. It wasn't McAvoy. So many people were like, I had no idea you played guitar. And I was like, neither did I. <laughs> mm. I was like, he has a, and at that time I didn't have a beard. I'm like, he has a beard. I don't have a beard. <laughs> I wear glasses. He doesn't like like we don't even like the only thing we were similar because we're big and I was like oh mm. fat shame you got stereotype Shh, hashtag fat, <laughs> fat shame couldn't say it but that's a good transition it Scott is good we're talking about music today yeah I think there's a sermon series about that that's somewhere. right it is already the last week of January guys 2022 mm. is flying by it's crazy 2022 that's right and we are going to talk about some behind the music with. The backstage podcast today. Mm, call us the backstage boys. That's what I like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The backstage boys. Yeah. That's mm, yeah. just came up with that right there. The old we top get of the some dance moves. Mm. Coordinate some choreography. Backstage boys. All right. That's not the music we're talking about, hopefully, because we're gonna look back in our own lives and talk Everybody. about our own Sorry. experiences growing up because Jordan, you actually work in the music industry or mm. have. I do. And so you have the most experience with that. More in the production industry than the music industry, but yeah. What's well, I would say they're connected, but maybe some people would say they're not. I guess uh, they are connected, but they Way are connected, but Way yeah. well let's just go ahead and jump you into just it, Jordan. Insulted him. Talk about what you do and how you got into it. Uh all right. I am an audio engineer. I'm actually the audio director here at the church. And um, the way I got into it was I know this story. Yep. My dad was at First Bozier with uh, Chip and Daniel Dooley and Justin and all them. And then whenever they started the church, he went over and helped with Simple Church Startup. Yep. And then... Uh, was your dad a volunteer at First Bozier? Was he involved in stuff? Yes. He was on the video team. Okay. Yep. So there's that tech connection. Yep. And so <laughs> I was probably 13, 14 you're at middle the school. time. Yep. Yeah. Because I was your middle school pastor. Although you're only three years older than me. <laughs> Really? And no, wow. he's a few years older than that. <laughs> a few years. <laughs> um, but so I just started going with him and hanging out. And um I liked video stuff. It was okay, but I just love music and so I gravitated towards sound. So who did thirteen and fourteen year old Jordan listen to? Who was the music? Ooh. What were you into? Me and my dad rode around rode around listening to Motley Crue a whole lot. Motley oh, Crue. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> we would play this game where it's like my dad would be like, Who's this on the radio? And it was just all, all the time. Mostly like 80s? Yeah. Yeah. At that time, it was 98.1. Classic was rock. The Rocks? 98 the, Rocks. The Rocks? 98 Rocks. The Rock yes. is Alcatraz. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The Rocks. So it was the older music, not 99X, which was right. the newer mm, rock music. The classic which, rock. Which now on a tangent. 99X is now yes. the classic rock station. Makes me feel old. What's 98 Rocks? Doesn't it's, exist anymore. Yeah. Really? Yep. Mm -hmm. I did not realize that. It yep. went away. I don't listen to the radio. So anyway, I gravitated towards sound and helping out where I met sound. young lad Chip Mitchell. Mm. So you're in high school at this point? 
Uh, yeah, it's, uh, same yeah, age. I'm yeah. currently looking for the photo. I actually have a photo. Oh, do you really? Young Jordan Phillips. We'll need to post this That's in the show notes. Yeah, if I can find I it. I have some photos of young Jordan Phillips, too, I think, from Student yeah, I have him events. in the sound room. Actually, the room right next to us. Oh, really? Interesting. Yes. Which is funny because Chip Mitchell, who's on staff with us, he started when he was in high school. Yep. And he kind of took you under his wing, so you started serving, volunteering. Started doing that, volunteering. Gravitated to audio. uh, Yep. So that was, uh, Chip was who I started to learn from. So. And, and so, now he learns from me. <laughs> you started <laughs> running sound as a volunteer. Yep. And then what was your first professional gig? How did you get to be a paid sound engineer? Ooh. Uh, so all through high school, I did uh, just stuff really with Simple Church. And then I started working for Paxton Sound, uh, which is a production company here in town. And how did you get connected with them? Um, through us. Yeah, I don't really know. Somebody gave Eric my name a number and... So, hey, this guy's really good. Yeah, he called Why me. Why was he British? <laughs> He's not British. He is British. Uh, he called me one day. was like, hey, man, I got I need some help out at the State Fair of Louisiana. You want to come help run sound? I'm like, sure. And so I started doing that with him and then worked for him for probably two or three years full time out of high school. And then, uh, yeah. So no so, college experience. You just kind of learned on your own as you went? Yeah, I, uh, I was going to go to school for it but the instructor which i will not name who was at the school said you know more already than you're going to learn in this class wow he actually said why don't you just take the sign up for the class pay for them you don't have to come i'll give you a grade hey there you go but you didn't do it it didn't do it no wasn't worth it that would have been an easy yeah but it wasn't worth it you don't need the no degree right so you're pretty much self-taught and then volunteering for the most part yep volunteering and then um i got uh, through the production company, started working a lot of shows at the Horseshoe. It's through Paxton? Yes. Okay. Um, and Daniel Kelly, who is the house guy at the Horseshoe, he's also our broadcast engineer at the church. People would probably never see Daniel Kelly, never. but he is always there. Sometimes we don't even know if he's there because <laughs> he's, he's lurking. out back in the trailer. <laughs> it's like, Daniel, are you here? He's like, yep, I'm here. Quiet, cool. behind-the-scenes guy, but yep. it's important. Does a great job. But um, – Started working at the Horseshoe and with a bunch of national acts that would come through. And so I was meeting a lot of guys uh, just as, you know, the house guy there. And uh, So what does house guy mean? Explain to somebody that doesn't so know. So bands that come into any, um, most band, probably 90% of the bands now, they all have sound companies that they work with out of wherever they are. So if it's LA or Austin or Nashville. So give us some of the names of people you've worked with. Oh, uh, Lord. Um Chicago, uh, there's so many bands. I that can't was even, my, that was I can't my even think of them <laughs> Chicago. All. But big name bands. You're not just talking about like yeah, local, like small. Chicago, the OJs. Um, I don't know why. Pretty much everybody that comes to the Jennifer Nettles. The OJs. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, pretty much anybody that's been in the horseshoe in the past 10 years, I've been there. Yeah. Um, and so got connected with a lot of country bands that were coming through. A uh, bunch of guys out of Nashville, and so, um, then I ended up getting a couple phone calls to go out, and I will. I never full time toured, uh, like as the sound guy, but I did do a lot of fill in stuff for for friends. So what would that look like? Like they call you in because somebody they call out. me and be like, "Hey man, um, I'm going on in. vacation this week. Can you fill in for me? You know, this week." And they'd fly me up to Nashville, get on the bus, go do the go do the run, and then come back home. Um, or something will happen in their 
one i remember one time one of my buddies his grandfather died and so i went and filled in for him on that um yeah so that's so what's like the biggest concert you've worked oh gosh like amount of like attendance sure oh there was a festival i don't remember where it was but there was Seventy thousand people out there. Festivus for the rest of us. Yeah, <laughs> the Festivus Festival. <laughs> it was a big festival. And who played? Do you remember? Apparently, your memory is kind of sketchy here. Uh, well, it's like you get put <laughs> on the spot and you can't remember all the people. You're not used to being the interviewee. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I was torn. I was filling in with a country band uh, called Low Cash. Okay. Um. <laughs> there, a lot of some people know if you you would hear their songs. They wrote the country song "I Love This Life," which was their big hit. Um, I bet a bunch of people listening know. Me and Scott, not so much. They would know the song before they would probably know them. Right. Not uh, the biggest country music aficionado. No, definitely not. So I did some stuff with them. 70,000 people. So you're running sound. Is it stressful? Is it something that is like when these shows come together? I think a lot of people don't know how much stuff behind the scenes has to happen for it to make it look seamless. Right. Well, like I was saying, when the guys that come through the horseshoe, they all have their own gear. And so as a house guy, when I was at the horseshoe, it's like, hey, man, here's the signal lines to the PA that's already in the room. The PA, PA stands the, for? Uh, public address. There the big speaker's in the air. That's what that's called. There you go. Uh, so that's the, the casino stuff. And so it was like, hey, man, here's the lines. Let me know if you need anything. I can help you all day long. But they have all their own stuff. Right. They have all their mics, cables, So you're not actually setting their gear up. They have Right, their own no. People. I may assist them sure. just to give them a hand. But So like on big festivals like that, we're traveling with all of our own stuff. And so it wasn't super stressful. Um, it's more of like the only real stressful part that I ever get is right before the first downbeat of the song. You want everything to make sure it works. Because it's like, <laughs> is it all going to work? Because you haven't heard it in hours. Right. So you don't really know if stuff is messed up. Sure. And I get that way even, you know, now at the church. Every Sunday. <laughs> yeah. So it's like every Sunday. So do you have any... Oh, go ahead. Scott knows, like, doing lighting. Like, is this light going to work? <laughs> Prepared everything you can, but it still has to hit right, right in exactly. that moment. So That's right. you have any fail stories? Do you have any times where stuff didn't work or oh, something? Yeah. Give me something. <laughs> what you got? Uh, Church or touring? So, there was, we were on a festival. Uh, we were doing a fly date. Which is what? Which is where we don't bring our own gear. So, we were just, we flew from Nashville to this festival. They had we advance all the gear that we normally would use and we come in, load our files and do all that stuff. Um, Cause it's all computerized now, right? A lot of people yes. don't know this. So it's, it's literally take a US, yeah. Use, take a USB stick and plug it in and load it. And all your stuff is there. Preloaded in the soundboard. You don't actually nope. do it. It automatically does it. If yep. they've never seen modern soundboards, I think people in their head probably have a picture of what a soundboard is, right? but it's really more computerized than it's ever. very, very computerized. Actually, the, the consoles we have now, they're fantastic. They're top of the line. They're running off of Windows XP. What? Yep. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> running off of Windows XP. Why mess up a good thing? Yeah, well, that's their thing. They're like, it works. Why are we going to fix it? And Why are like we going to upgrade it? 10, 12 years old now, yeah. of the operating system for Windows, so, if people don't know. Yeah. Dang. So anyway, we load in, and this uh, there was a house tech there, and he created he created this custom button where... Instead of hitting four buttons to shut the console down at the end of the night, you just hit one button and it shuts it down. Well, he accidentally hit the button in the middle of the show. So everything turned off. The whole show goes down. What? And it takes probably three or four minutes to get the whole thing back up. So then I'm like, we need to delete that now. So he goes into the menu to do it and he hit it again. 
shut the whole show down twice. <laughs> people start booing. Oh yeah, people are like, "What is going on?" So, and you being the sound guy, I've done it on much smaller, smaller scales of church events. When something goes wrong, everybody stares at you, and it's a hundred percent like this is the worst feeling. I'm yeah. doing everything I can. There's a singer that we have at Simple Church. I'm not going to name this person that forgets the words and will <laughs> act like the mic something's wrong with the mic, and then people look at me. I'm like, "Nah, no, they just forgot the words." Know the words. Yes, that is true. <laughs> oh, man. So, Scott, you have some music experience as well. Very little. But you were on the road. I, very, I, I you know, I may have worked with artists for 10 years or something like Just that. Just something like that. You know? Scott did the other side of it, though. He was a runner. Yeah. So, let's talk about that, Scott. Oh. You've been at the CenturyLink, the which is now the... 1974. What? The sack. <laughs> the sack. <laughs> Forgot about oh, that. I love BGA <laughs> Brookshire's Grocery Arena. CenturyTel, CenturyLink, whatever you want to call it. Yes. The major arena town. When I worked, worked there, it was the CenturyTel Center. Yes. With some major artists. Like, some of the biggest that have come through. Yeah, there was this one... Well, I mean, there was this one woman I worked for. Her name was, um, like, Taylor Swift or something. Something like that. And then there was uh, the guy, Alan Jackson. Uh, I think you just covered a good cross-section of the yeah, audience. Like, There's some people that are going to care about Taylor Swift, yeah. and some are going to care about Alan Jackson. There was this other band. Uh, what was there? Luke Bryan was the guy. Jason Aldean. Uh, you know. Some people are freaking out right now. Yeah, I mean, small. You and know. you were like direct contact working with them. I was. So I was how did the, that start? Well, that started. That's a funny story, Evan. <laughs> That's why we're here. Uh, no, so um, I was a building engineer. At the CenturyLink Center. That was your job. That was my job. I was part-time. Uh, building engineer, by the way, fancy, fanciest title I've ever had. Had nothing to do with engineering. Um, had everything to do with, like, maintenance. So, basically, I was just a maintenance person. <laughs> but uh, but shows have these jobs are called runners, and basically, they get stuff for the bands, and they are the local hookup, because these bands travel, and half the time because they sleep during the day because they're up all night because that's when the show is they don't know where they are so literally like literally they wake up and they're like are we where are we the what, what town is boozer boozer okay boozer city so basically i was the person that and when i say i local hookup like food you know, well, it's a good restaurant. Need, yeah. 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 Like chips and, you know, restaurants, you know, go get food. Uh, and basically what happened was is uh, this band called Hoobastank. Heard of them. Yeah. They came in. May have in. listened to them in high school. Yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a whole summer tour that came in. It was Hoobastank, Seether. It was a whole bunch of rock bands and it was literally uh, like uh, Three Doors Down. Oh, yeah. Um, I think they have a local connection. Is that the Warped yeah. Tour? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I don't think Warped um, Tour came here though. I don't know. Yeah, we'll look but like they had skateboarders outside. It was crazy. But basically, a runner for that show did not show up. So I was Hoobastank's runner for that show, and that's how I got started. So you were just kind of around. Like, yeah, you just like literally I was in – Yeah, <laughs> Janet, uh, Janet Fisher, who was at that time um, the event coordinator – or not the event coordinator. Basically, she was the liaison with the building and the bands – and she said, I really need a runner. Scott, would you be willing to do it? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. So that's how I got started, and I did it for 10 years. The last show I worked was Taylor Swift. I was her driver. So you obviously did a good job. Yeah. And Scott, as being on the road on tour, Scott is the guy that you want to know. Yeah. It's like, who's the runner today? What's his name? Where yeah. is he? 
is he nice? Yeah. Because it's Scott's the guy that's going to take you to the gym. He's going to take you to get coffee. He's going to, where's the best restaurants? Yeah, it got to the point that certain bands that got to know me, because some of the, like Jason Aldean, for instance, they came through several times in a year, um, and they would request me specifically before they would get there. They'd go, hey, we want that guy. And Scott, so. you're very self-deprecating. You're very hard on yourself. But I think you are very easy to get along with. You're very charming and you're funny. You get along with. <laughs> and so I could definitely see you being good at that. Oh, yeah. And, get it, along with. and not being like starstruck, no, right? No, no, no. You could never take a picture with him, which was fine. And I really, I never got, because most of the bands that came through, I didn't really listen to. So I just, it's not that I didn't care. I mean, it was neat, but I was like, you know, it just wasn't that big trying of a to be deal. fangirling. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like Carrie Underwood and all. I like I drove her around and um, Michael Bublé and I just you know they're just people, and most of the time like they were happy to be with me because I wasn't like that. Right, I'm sure. So they it get was tired like of it. Yeah, yeah, they would get in like because it all depends. Like sometimes I have a really nice SUV, sometimes it was a van, but like uh, Florida Georgia Line, for instance, I made them laugh really hard because we were in a van and it wasn't tinted windows, so I took them to play golf and I hung out with them all day. And then I brought him back to the CenturyLink. Well, as we're pulling in, people start to notice, oh, that's Florida Georgia Line in that van. So they start to come to the, the, the van as I'm trying to get in. And I go, sorry, guys, all my fans are here. That's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> they laughed hard at that. You got them tickled. Yeah, but, I mean, it was neat because, you know, like. Who was somebody you had a weird interaction with? Who was somebody that was, like, strange? <sighs> strange? Or, like, just not friendly or talkative? Oh, or- Let's spill. Spill the tea, Scott. Well, it's a Christian artist, unfortunately. In mm. fact, my the the artists that I've had the most trouble with, unfortunately, have been Christian artists. Uh, one in particular that stands out was Mandisha. Mandisa. Mandisa. <laughs> Let's get her name um, right first. Now, maybe she was just having an off day because I've heard she's actually very nice. Um, She's human. Yeah, but that day she came in and she was extremely rude to the staff, to me, to everybody. Um, she refused to get out of the car uh, because it was misting outside and she didn't want to get messed. She didn't want her hair messed up. So she literally, they had a whole dressing room and everything set aside for her. She would not get out of the vehicle. So they literally had to, we had to drive the vehicle inside, leave it parked inside. She sat in it the entire time. Got out of it long enough to go on stage, do her thing. She came right back out, and we took her. That was it. She didn't interact with anybody. She was rude, just not a nice person. Maybe just had a bad but day. But I've heard from other people that, that that is not actually her, that maybe she was just having a bad day, that she's actually very mm-hmm. nice. So if anyone connected her is listening, you know, that's just that was just a bad Open invite. Come on this yeah. podcast and yell at Scott and tell him why he's wrong. But for the most part, <laughs> for the most part, most people were very nice. Who's the friend? Who's the nicest? Who's the person you clicked with the most celebrity that somebody would? Oh god, Florida George Line's a good one. You Florida made him laugh. George Line. Um, any of the rock guys? I mean, for instance, like Montley Crew, super cool guys. Like me and Tommy Lee. You know, I had to show him where to take his side by side so he can run around and run a side by side around because he brings it with him on tour. <laughs> Uh, that's so crazy to just yeah. think of you sitting there in a Dude, parking lot rock, with Tommy Lee. Rock guys, <laughs> they're a different breed. Yeah, new new kids on the block, great guys. They were huh. hilarious. They were funny. Like I took them to Walmart. Uh, super nice. Did they get recognized? Uh, not really, because like they got recognized at the venue, but not taking them out. Like because I took them to Walmart, took them to other places. They were super cool. Um, Jason Aldean, great guy. Uh, hilarious 
very nice. And really, his whole team is nice. Taylor Swift, very nice. She was very kind and probably, I will say this, one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in person. There you like, go. she was stunningly gorgeous. I will say this. Most of the time, it was not the artist that was the problem. It was the people with the artist. A lot, of people, mm-hmm. a lot of people use that name to get what they want. So it was a lot of the people around them that would use that, you know. But like Luke, I say Luke Bryan, uh, Eric Church, great. He, I was with him for four days. Wow. Yeah, because he, him and Taylor, and I was with Taylor Swift for three days because they... She launched her tour here, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah they launched their tours here, so... There you go. Who was the one that got rushed to the jet, like the private jet? That would be Britney Spears. There you go. Tell that story. Uh, <laughs> you know, once again, Britney, super nice, super friendly, very kind. Um, but uh, her concert that the last time, or maybe not the last time she was here, but the last time I worked with her, um, super friendly, super cool. Uh, end of the concert comes. She has her own security team. So she gets on her bus. Uh, her family gets on the bus with her. The rest of the family gets on the van. We book it to the downtown airport at like 11 o'clock at night on like a Wednesday or Thursday night. Um, there's nobody at the airport, by the way, at 11 o'clock at night, especially the downtown airport. A weeknight. <laughs> uh, there's jets on the tarmac, and we pull up. And her, you would have thought the President of the United States was there. Security team gets out. They're, like, covering her. They're rushing out. Like, they're getting their family. They're putting, like, coats over them. They're talking to each other on radios. And I'm like, guys, we it's just us. There's nobody else here. Like, there's not even another plane. <laughs> like, it's literally just us. It's us and the fuel guy. And he doesn't care. You know, like, it was like, come on. Well, I, I know I've worked with a few artists where, and this is, it's crazy. They have, like, especially women, they have legit stalkers. And the security teams gets handed pieces of paper with people's faces on them that these people have restraining orders I believe it. It's insane. You had a guy that got snuck in the back, right? That was Taylor Swift. We had a a limo driver. That's right. Who uh, used his limo driving. So limo drivers, like the way they had a parking pass, he used his parking pass to get backstage at Taylor Swift. Made it all the way to almost to her dressing room before her security team stopped her. Stopped him. Stopped him, yeah. And they actually took him to an undisclosed location and questioned him, Bay. <laughs> questioned him for hours. I felt bad because he really was, wasn't a, like, he was just trying to see how far he could go. He was, but he got fired that night from like, the limo driving service. From the limo driving service, got taken to jail. And all I could think of, there's this group of 14-year-old girls that are standing out front going, where's our where's our limo? <laughs> he <laughs> drove somebody there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He drove a group of girls there, and then he just decided to try to get backstage. To try to get backstage. And so he, he held his pass a certain way, and he made it past all the way to the backstage. He was standing in the back. And, uh, and finally one of – the thing it was is Taylor Swift's security team – all the backstage passes had our pictures on the pass. Mm. So and there was a very limited amount because because it's Taylor Swift. Right. So there's you know, they don't and she had a big security team. So they saw him and they're like, We don't recognize because they'd been there for three days. Right. They're like, Who are you? He's like, Oh, I'm backstage. And they're like, No, you're not. 
shows your past. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's you are crazy. right. Like Carrie Underwood, she had her stalkers showed up to the concert and they they flipped out. So, but it's, it's nuts for it's the most part, world. though. But yeah, but once again, most everyone is ver- was very nice, very kind. My other favorite story of yours, though, you got to talk about Benny Hinn. Oh, yeah. You couldn't look at him in the face. So, Benny Hinn, if you don't know. Yeah, I wasn't actually, for the record, I wasn't actually there. Right, it was somebody else. This was somebody else that worked that 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 thing, but they said um, you could not. So, explain who Benny Hinn is. Benny Hinn is a a charismatic pastor. Televangelist. Televangelist, yeah. He's 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 weird he's in a stream of christianity that simple church tries to go the other yeah. direction <laughs> so but uh one of the things was is uh so the rule was you could not look at him if he walked down the hallway why because he had the because the god was upon him and if you distracted him from that he might lose god so you had to look at the ground as he walked by every staff person was called so into that, a meeting yeah yeah like literally like y'all can't i was like that's ridiculous i wasn't there i wish i would have been but cuz i would have just stared right at him just <laughs> and you said they but, raked in some cash oh yeah yeah absolutely cuz it's you sow a seed if you just give us a thousand dollars all your all your troubles will go away Mm. And you said at the end of the night they had like armed security taking the cash mm-hmm. to a back room to. Yeah, I think Chip was actually there. Yeah, that's what it was. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was crazy. Like the stories that come out of it, but for the most part, everyone is super cool, super nice. Um, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There, there you go. go. So y'all, and then, and then oh, well, sorry, I was gonna say y'all a lot of experience in the music industry. Yeah, and before a that, lot. a yes. lot. Yeah, before that, I was actually a roadie for a little band called Open Eyes mm. when I was Jordan's age when he was working here at fourteen years old. Lead singer Justin Hagler. Yeah, hitting the road with uh, the C hip or Chip <laughs> in the Pimpski. Because how much older is Chip than you? He wasn't much older than you, right? Uh, <laughs> perfect six seven years yeah. yeah so he was like 20 you were like 14 yeah I mean, yeah he was young. actually he was my middle school leader right. and uh i was i was homeschooled and had time on my hands and he was like hey you want to go on the road i was like well yeah it's sure. better than civil war reenacting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> scott moved up yeah. in the world so then i started touring i did uh three three or four years with open eyes did a lot of camps and stuff it was a lot of fun and what would you do scott what was your jobs Ah, uh, same thing i do now <laughs> hey lift that okay <laughs> basically but really i ran uh what was known as can lighting at the time oh yes uh which is exactly what it sounds silver like silver cans can of lights. light yeah not old intelligent park yeah. <laughs> yeah old park hands todd todd chip's brother ran intelligent lighting so which was these mirror laser things which are super complicated way more complicated than anything we have now mm-hmm and uh but basically my whole job was was to set all that up tear it all down but then during the concert i had there was these buttons that i pushed and these buttons i had to do it with the beat because and then i had now to, it's all computerized yeah but i had to do it with the yes, beat and this I was, well and it was literally well it's computer like to an extent you have to yeah. program it yeah to where right. it's that yeah. way yeah i would like now, of course, I don't do it anymore. But beforehand, I would spend hours programming it. Therefore, on a Sunday morning, I would only you just have hit one, one button, button and right. go. But this is mid nineties. This is mid nineties. Yeah, like <laughs> I had sixty buttons. This board had sixty. I could be wrong, but it felt like it. it I don't think anybody's gonna be able to check that once again because you know when you're a kid, everything seems bigger. So right. it seemed like the board was like the size of this table. I'm sure it wasn't, <laughs> but it, you know, and it had all these buttons, and it was it was two rows. 
and faders and everything. So you'd have to, and literally, I have to go with with the bass drum beat or the snare. Scott's pushing the button in the air right yeah. now. You can't see it. Yeah, but I he's am. Literally and then like, and but you had to leave the the front truss, some of the front truss up. But then you also had to coordinate the faders because if somebody did a solo, everything else went dark. But the solo, the worst part was to that. And the only bad point was is you would have to physically get in the air and aim the cans. <laughs> well, what the problem was, that, that truss moved or anything, well, then everything's on. Right. But my favorite thing to do, my favorite thing to do, is Chip would go on stage, and he would stand where Greg was going to be or when Alan was going to be or Lee or whoever was playing, and I would direct that light, and I would get it, and then what I'd do was when I would get it where I would want it, I would just put my hand up there, and Chip would go a little bit to the left. I wouldn't move it. I just had my hand on it. He thought you were moving. <laughs> and he go, okay, that's good. He would like give like three different, okay, a little bit more, a little bit more. My hand's just on it. Dude, I've moving. worked with so many artists. I specifically remember it was Larry Gatlin, and he, I was running monitors, which monitors is the what the speakers on stage yeah. or yeah, the things the in their ears is. that they all get their own mixes so that they can play what they need to play. He looked at me and was like, hey, man, I need you to turn this up. I'm like, cool. I never, I never touched it. He's <laughs> it's just like, mental. He was like, I acted like I was, because I was about to start feeding back that ringing noise, and uh, I knew it was about to start, and I acted like I turned it up, and he was like, a little more, a little more. He could see my finger moving. A <laughs> little more. I'm like, he's like, perfect. It's all in Didn't there. Touch oh, it. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I did that to Chip. I'm sorry, Chip, if you ever hear this. <laughs> Chip's not listening to this. Yeah, that's, but <laughs> pretty I safe bet. Yeah, I would just I put my hand up there. <laughs> so I think the moral of the story is anybody listening that wants to get in the music industry, you just start showing up as a high schooler. <laughs> and literally, somebody will put literally. You to work. and honestly, like for instance, Will Flavin, Flavin, however you want to say it, he's a friend of Jordan and I's. He's on. He's been on tour with Lord. He's been on tour with big names and he got to start with us working as a high schooler as right? a high schooler mm-hmm. started working with eric paxton uh with that did a uh, program to show for king and country the director the the band director for king and country said you're really good when you graduate high school look me up in nashville will moved to nashville just started doing small christian acts worked his way up now he's been on the road with some of the biggest names out there. Charlie he just, Puth. He just did a passion conference. Yeah. Nice. But, and he started out, because really in in that particular industry, you don't need college degree. College degree. It's literally, they will, they prefer experience. Mm-hmm. So Will just got it from experience. He did. Now he's programming shows and like he's gotten to the point now where he's not, he doesn't have to go on the road as much i mean he still does but now he can go in he can program a show and then that show goes and hits the road and somebody else runs it that's crazy yeah nuts so let's do a quick plug if you're interested in this kind of stuff if you know somebody or maybe you have a kid or a grandkid that wants to get involved we'll shoot us an email let us know at simple church we would like to try to plug them in and get them to help volunteer please email you none of you people have emailed me (laughs) s-c-o-t-t at thesimplechurch.tv. I've received one email in the two years I've been doing this. Let's from give a credit, somebody. though. Mark Perkins, text us. He does text Regular us. listener. Yes. Amy Ables. Yeah. She's but, Amy Ables but, Lawson. But, I mean, I'm talking about email like we've asked for suggestions, 
We've asked for all kinds of stuff. Let us know. The number I one. I like when I'm getting high pitched. <laughs> the number one listeners in the United States, obviously. Number two is Germany. We still have hundreds of downloads in Germany. In Germany? Last I was year. looking Who at that. Who are the you other in day. Germany? Let us know. Who Speaking are Deutsch. you? It's got to be Air Force people. Well, I mean. Probably, but still, I want to know who you are. S-C-O-T-T. And if you're German, even better. <laughs> if you're German, write me in German. We'll translate on Google Translate. Yes. He's staring at the wall very hard I know. right now. Well, because <laughs> like I feel like there's a camera. Back there. Yeah. So we're talking <laughs> yeah, about this because the series is behind the but music. Wait, hold on, oh, hold on, yes. hold on. Oh. What about you, Evan? Oh, see, I don't have any good stories. I yeah, grew up. What kind of music did what you listen to? What kind of music to? did you listen to? I was a emo indie kid. Chase Guy. Do you remember Chase Guy? <laughs> you were Emo, absolutely. I didn't like dress goth, but oh, absolutely. Like, okay, I was like, wait, I don't. Evan was jamming yeah, out to like, Avril Lavigne. <laughs> uh, pre dashboard confessional. See? That was my gateway <laughs> drug there. Why we gotta be? Do you so remember Chase Guy? Yes, Chase Guy was in Bobby's care group when I was a freshman and started giving me a ride home, and he burned me a dashboard confessional CD and like opened this whole new world of music that That's fell in love with. So see, I was a grunge kid. I was smashing pumpkins. You're a little older than me, right? Yeah. The world is a vampire. You still like smashing pumpkins. I do. I'm still a fan. And so my freshman year of high school, Pearl I started Jean. volunteering at student ministry with Chip and I started doing media stuff. Yep. That's you where were I a ruined senior. your life. <laughs> we did one camp together. Which I don't remember and he still holds it over my head and I've apologized profusely. You brought it up this time. Scott was a bully. Apparently, <laughs> I was having fun yeah, at my you expense. Are. Yeah. Yeah, Bullies you were. normally do. It's the victims that don't have fun. Oh my god, victim! But I did one show with Open Eyes, or I th- actually Lee Baker Band. I think at that. Well, point. no, it was it was I, Open Eyes. We did a whole camp. Yeah, yeah, uh, Mount Lebanon. Correct? Yes, exactly. Euless, yeah. Texas. And then I, I really kind of went the more the way of wanting to be in ministry, speaking, and kind of got out of the tech stuff my junior year of high school. But always just kind of taking an interest and liked it. That's just that's hilarious to me that you listen to emo music. Oh, absolutely. Dashboard Confessional, Taken Back Sunday. I just mid two thousands. Oh yeah, that's oh, awesome. Jimmy World. You have just. You know that's what he listens to on his ride home by himself. Oh, man, I pull out some Dashboard every now and then. They were in concert here, and I didn't get to go a couple years ago. Jimmy World. Love Jimmy World. (laughs) Jimmy World. (laughs) Jimmy World. What about you, Jordan? What about me? Okay, real quick, because I know we're 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 going along. That's right. When you're you're driving home, what are you listening to? Ooh. I listen to podcasts. I have a large (laughs) variety of music. What's your average? Like, what's your go-to? Okay, I'm going to pull up my Spotify, like, what my recent search is. Scott, tell us while he's looking. Bruno Mars. uh, Let's see here. I guarantee you. Scott, who do you listen to? Let's let Jordan look. So, though I am a huge fan of the 90s alternative, because I was the Jinko Jean wearing... With the shaved head and the zero shirt with the chains and the people were like, is he wearing a dress or pants? But now I listen to like Bon Iver. Bon Iver. Stuff like that where it's very kind of melodic and, 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 you know, ethereal, 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 something like that. I pulled up in the other day, but then, but I also, I I listened to a lot of sixties kind of funk. Well, I pulled up on you on Texas street and you were next to me and Jamin some Ozzy Osbourne. That's true. Yeah. Last week. Yeah, I do. I like some seventies, like crazy train. Mm. Yeah. So Jordan, what's in that mix? See on my Spotify searches, Bruno Mars, old dominion, Morgan Wallen, a little P.J. Morton. You ever listen to P.J. Morton? Nope. Oh, that's some good stuff. I'll take your like, word for like it. Like, for Jeff. instance, I would be shocked if anyone's heard of this. What I listened to literally on the way here, Novo Amore. Never heard of it. 
You know what we listen to, guys? What? The Encanto soundtrack on Ooh. repeat. Oh. <laughs> over and over. Well, you have Dude, so my wife has been singing that song. Which one? The Bruno one. We don't talk oh, about Oh, my Lord. Bruno. No, no, You know no. it's hit number one is the most downloaded or listened to Disney song of all time. I believe it. Really? Yes. Well, it's just there's more access than ever. Yeah, it's hard just, to I compare stuff. And plus, too, Dis, uh, Disney is not in my world because I don't have it. Is my entire world? So. My child loves Disney. My <laughs> wife says, yeah. <laughs> starting to force Just four months old. Yeah, he loves four Disney. Four months old. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna keep talking more behind the music, backstage yes, yes. things that are going on around here. Like we've got the Super Bowl party coming up, boys. Super Bowl at BoJack's the on. Super, what's the Super Bowl? Oh, I'm kidding. We'll tell you more about it. So if you're looking for a place to hang out, well, nobody knows nobody yet. I don't watch football. Uh, obviously. Didn't win the Super Bowl at one point in January? Uh, it's got pushed back because they added a week to the season. Oh. So it's See, typically in February, but it's now a week later than it's ever been. Yeah. I, I, I'm I sorry out there, listeners. I don't really pay attention to football. <laughs> That's all right. So it's the end, <laughs> February 13th, the Super Bowl at BoJack's. Simple Church will be having a party, hanging out. We're working on some other fun events and things coming up. The best way to stay <gasps> updated is download the Simple Church app. And make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you hear all the things that are happening at the Simple Church. Yes. What are you <laughs> getting excited about? I just came up with a little song in my head. Well, let's hear it. I knew a man, Bo Jackson, he'd make a sandwich for you with worn out shoes. Okay. See? See? Hit me up, Bo Jackson, if you want me to write you a jingle. <laughs> That's patented. <laughs> Copyright. Hit me up, Bo. Let us know. I'll call you. I'll call you. So stay tuned for more Behind the Music backstage access. Thank you guys for sharing your music experiences. Mm, Let us know by emailing Scott if you're in Germany, number one. Yes. I want to hear from you, Germany. Number two. What's your go-to right now? What are you listening to as a backstage podcast listener? Share your music. Let us listen. Let Let us us listen to you. Let us listen to you. Sure. know what you listen to. And subscribe. Make sure you get every episode. This is what happens when I don't take medication. And on that note, (laughs) thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening today. Have a great week, and we'll be back next week. Mm. Thank you.